Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty from the Unemployed Architects. Here today with Alex Gerard and Ryan Edward Wolf. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to have you guys in the in the room where the magic happens, right? This is uh, where you guys have been working on the, the, the album. So let's get right into it here. Um, well, how did you guys get, get a hold of each other? Do you remember? I think you reached out to yeah. me. Um, I don't know. I, I saw your stuff you were posting. Maybe that uh, Ty no, was sharing. And no place to be stuff. Maybe. I think. I think so. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I heard some of your songs. I reached out to you. I asked you if you'd want to be interested in recording some songs, and you were. And we kind of got to it. And uh, I'm really happy with the progress we've been making. Yeah, I would say you're making the most appearances on this next album of Ryan's, uh, probably out of any of the special guests. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, was it like four, four, three, four songs? Uh, yeah, something like that. I think we recorded four. Um, all sound pretty pretty decent. I'm happy with how they're you know turning out. And uh, the 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 guitar playing on it is very very uh, skillful. So Thank uh, you. Thank my you. compliments to the the chef I guess on that. That's that's very very good. Um, looking forward to seeing like the final products and everything. Definitely. Yeah, me too. So uh, <clears throat> you 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 have some shows coming up. Let's get into those. Uh, Alex, you're you're playing uh, the. Road to Summer Camp, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, next, uh, when is this coming out? Monday? I don't know. Whenever okay. I get, because it, it, as of now, you know, I'm do I do all the production part of it, so it's like I have to get it to my computer to edit it with the two cameras and the audio. It makes it a little bit tough. So hopefully, I would get it out by Monday, but we'll see what happens. Gotcha. Well, February eighth, uh, we're playing Canopy Club uh, for Summer Camp on the Road. Chance to winner gets to play Summer Camp. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah, always wanted to play. Wolfpack's playing this year. I'd rather not pay to get in, so <laughs> it'd be great because I'm definitely right. gonna go one way or another. Right. Well, uh, you know, festivals are great. I feel like they're they're like the the best way to get in front of the most amount of people. You know, and actually, the people there are music lovers. You know, they're they're people who are come for the sole purpose of just consuming. Uh, the liveness of the music and everything and uh, you know w w when I play a lot of other shows like bar shows and things like that you know it's not necessarily that uh, type of crowd you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah there, there can be a lot going on but uh, yeah uh, also to have the opportunity with summer camp being so close by it's it's only about like what 40 minute drive maybe or something exactly, yeah and and the level of bands that play there <clears throat> it's unbelievable so it's really cool they have so many local and statewide bands be a part of the the underbilling there and and just to get to be a part of the experience would be amazing. Right. It's it's unfortunate to me that you have to do a battle of the bands. Yeah. To, to, to try to make that happen. I know that that's you know kind of how summer camp does it, but just the I don't know. There's something inside me that's like you know I don't like the pitting of I bands against each other because. You know we're we're all struggling. You know we, we want to work together. We don't want to work like against each other. I I think thinking uh, in that mind frame isn't necessarily the healthiest. You know. And and also like I've played uh, I played Battle of the Bands before, and there's always just some of those shows you have to play where you have to sell your own tickets to play, and it just it always has a little bit of a 
scammy kind of feel to yeah, it. Yeah, I've definitely done my fair you know? share. That's the only reason I have this opinion, I think, is for yeah, the yeah. experience of doing it. Is like, you know, a lot of it just ends up and it's a popularity. T- you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. The best. We won one once and we definitely shouldn't have. Like, we just brought a lot of people and that got us to win. That's the key. That's yeah. the Sometimes key. that's all it takes. But Come out to Campy Club. Um, (laughs) we we actually like, and and normally it wouldn't be our thing either, but we, uh, we got asked to participate in a battle of the bands at the stable in November, um, for a chance to play a music festival, like really similar to summer camp on the road, but it's a music festival down in Arkansas called backwoods music festival. I think somewhere in Mulberry Mountain or something. My landlord's son went to that and he got me a shirt at the, really? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a, Backwoods Music Festival shirt somewhere. It's it some really like awesome cool. bands. Yeah, yeah. I was it, lettuce, string cheese, um, a, a lot of uh, I think Keller Williams. Some of the ones you see around here too. Uh, Pigeons playing ping pong. So, and and so we we won that at the stable, and we and That's we awesome. get to go play that. And so we were just like, well, let's try our luck at this, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's the it's the level of entry you know the price of entry to those festivals at the level we are at you know it, you have to you have to do the battle of man it's unfortunate that that's you know the way that you have to do it but if you want to get in at some of these places you pretty much have to i saw lettuce perform at the canopy club they're really good oh yeah no they're they're great yeah i'm not i'm not as familiar but um you know hope hopefully i will be at some point maybe i'll see them at a festival at some point. yeah definitely i think they, they should be at summer camp too they normally normally come through a little bit i think they're new york or something but they're all over the place that's awesome yeah they're yeah great. but any anyhow I, I think festivals are just like a great way to you know show off your music and like you you have stuff on the spotify and stuff so you know if people like you you're, you're seeing a mask or a mass crowd is seeing you and their music fans already so those are the people that are probably gonna you know do that do this spotify search after and actually become fans instead of you know at a bar you might hear a band you like but are you going to do that extra legwork at the end of the night to uh to, to find them later I don't know I, it's a different type of person when you have one purpose yeah I, I feel like there's also this this weird sense of legitimacy you get from it too like even, even just winning we haven't even played it yet and uh, the outpouring of support people want to come down with us um, it's great I think once you once you get the opportunity if you, if you can perform at it then maybe you can get maintain. more of those same opportunities yeah and, definitely so, so it really opens a door and uh It'll be it'll be nice to play on a on a bigger stage like that. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I got to do Shoe Fest last year. That's know? awesome. Yeah, that, that was a really cool. It was a really good good setup. Nice setup. Nice uh, nice big stage. Good sound system and everything. And uh, you know, I just kind of you know how those things happen. You just kind of fall on things like you're saying sometimes. And I just kind of lucked out. And uh, I've played in my garage a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> I've been, I've been there. I've been there when you've played in your garage a few times. But good times, good shows. Right. right. Well, I mean, you're not as into the performing live, you know, for a long period of time yet. Right. But you're trying to get there, right? Trying. All someday. Right. Well, <laughs> we, we, someday I'll try. Is what I mean. <laughs> it's going to be the summer of Ryan Wolf. That's yeah, what we're exactly. hoping. It's right, going to unleash sure. himself on the town. Look out! I played well, at the Eagle Theater once in Pontiac. That was cool. <laughs> opening for some cool other band probably but anyway uh, so 
What what shows other than that? You said you might have one Thursday coming up too. Yeah, I'm actually going to be playing tonight uh, out at Night Shop for uh, Record Heads <clears throat> Club Vinyl Club. Um, that should just be a little short acoustic set. Next month, uh, No Robot is playing uh, March 24th at Night Shop. Uh, I can't remember who else is on that bill. The Backwoods Festival is 420 weekend, so I'm glad I have plans for that. It's right around um, the corner. Yeah, it's coming up quick. And um, and then also, uh, I got a couple other groups. Um, we actually have an album coming out tomorrow with Brandon oh, wow. Cattle and the Branding Irons. Oh, sick. I think it's I've heard called... you talk about them uh, oh, it's quite fun. a bit. Yeah, that's, that's real fun. I got an opportunity to, I think just, uh, they wanted me to play a show with them in two weeks, like back in September. They're like... Could, do you think you could jump on play guitar in two weeks? And I was like, I don't know, send over the songs. And they're just kind of some really, really great, like, kind of punk with a real, like, a country feel to it. Um, mm, that's cool. Yeah, it was so, I was a big fan of that. And, uh, and yeah, we got an album coming out tomorrow. I think it's called Not Your Grandpa's Country. And we got a music <laughs> video coming out soon. Uh, Where'd y'all record that? Uh, we recorded that just in, um, in our drummer Toad's basement, right? He nice. does all the work for uh, <laughs> Nap House and stuff, all the audio yeah. stuff. And uh, our uh, Brandon Cattle, the our fearless leader, he, he really likes the lo-fi kind of just live take it sound. And then he did vocal overdubs with uh, Joe Holland, I think. Hmm. Uh, I think not too many overdubs are that. He did all the leads. Um, yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. So, I mean, lo-fi, that's that's right up your alley there. Yeah, Will. for sure. That, that, that seems to be something that you are strive you strive for quite often. Yeah, I mean, there's, I just, you know, there's something about that sort of, like, uh, raw sound that's so, it comes off, you know, natural for some and for, for others not. But I always thought it was just, like, a raw, unique sound. Like, it's like, you know, you're not hiding behind, like, all these, like, processed effects on, you know, the mixes or whatever. It's just uncut. You know, it sounds how it should sound, you know, if you were to hear it performed. Which, on your last, the No Place to Be album, I think, was kind of like the main thing. And this one that you're working on now, I mean, has that same vibe, but, you know, there's just more musicians. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's I, like an expansion. Yeah, I thought it would be interesting to just, like, bring a bunch of people together and try to make something really unique. And um, it's called Sad Eyes of the East. That's the name for sure. Now you're setting it in stone. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Might change four more times before. You've heard it, it here first. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. And if I change it by the time you release this, you can just edit that part out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not re editing. <laughs> just cut it in right here. <laughs> the, yeah. the new name. But, um, it, yeah, the songs are turning out like really great. Um, it's definitely a sadder album. You know? And it, it's definitely, I would say, lo-fi, but it sounds, it still sounds really good. It's just like, you know, it's done with one microphone or iPad, which... I still haven't decided or not <clears throat> if I'm going to get it mastered or not. Like, I may try to, you know, undertake that myself or whatever, sort of speak. Um, I kind of like the idea of having this sort of, like, vinyl crackle uh, throughout the whole thing. Very subtle, like, not like, you know like blasting in your ears you know and with, with the way you have it set right now i think it kind of has almost like you're sitting by the fire like a campfire maybe That's or like fireplace kind of or like it, on a beach yeah there, there's, there's a lot of beach themes yeah i think it, there's some wave kind of vibes there with with the record player crackle uh, crackle can't say it as well we yeah we were working on a song last night called My Confession and that one I'm really excited about that one that one turned out really sweet his guitar work is 
amazing. <laughs> hey man, you gotta have a good solid song. I mean, like the thing too is like it. It's really it's been really easy and seamless working together, which yeah. you don't always get. Some I mean, most of the time you kind of got to work at it. So, I mean, you can't can't complain about that. But having a really solid song. Um, my my biggest problem is what can I even add to this to make it to to improve on it at all? Because I mean they're they're pretty solid, and so the fact I can arrange something that that fits in doesn't change it, but adds to it is you know I always feel really happy if I can do and that. And it's very complimentary. It doesn't take away, but it, it's an addition. You know, it's not like you're just like adding noise for noise. Yeah, and right. th and that's the thing is you know a lot of times I'm. Even just coming over here, I'll, I'll listen to the song, I'll figure out maybe the key it's in, but I'm not sitting writing at home a lot, so it's kind of like, let's see and what we can do. And you've been <laughs> using my little cube amp and my, you know, not-so-nice electric guitar. So. Hey, it does it does most of the work. <laughs> yeah, It's just know? crazy that, like, yeah, I don't know, with, with, with you, the way you mix things and stuff, like, I was listening to that song you guys worked on last night, and, uh, you know, it just sound, it's like such a clean sound for being kind of not great gear you know yeah, what definitely. i mean i i've always said that about you wolf is you're like the king of doing a lot with a little you know you hmm. can it, it's something about your ear and the way you know how to use the the ipad and everything it just seems like you can always you always make you get the best out of something even though it might not be like the best quality to begin with i'm just impressed with like how far the ipad technology has come because like you know i started doing these like recordings like on an ipad right but it generation was generation one right it was generation one or two and using the ipad microphone itself not an external mic yeah right I just which used is to, crazy you plug in the headphones and just record it straight into the <clears> mic and uh it sounded pretty awful a lot of times just because it's like you know those microphones aren't you know necessarily meant for that type of recording or whatever but yeah it's like you try your best to make those like really and making that i feel like making those tones with that microphone sound as good as you made it was like good training for when you actually got a like use a decent microphone yeah now it's easier like you don't have to work as hard and your starting point is much higher than it was just using that ipad mic so Definitely. You know, you can get to that good tone a lot quicker and maybe get a way even better tone. Well, and with the, all the updates on GarageBand, too, it's like, you know, that recording software is basically a circus now. I mean, it has all these different sounds and, um, you know, ways to, you know, mix your tracks and just, like, ways that, you know, you weren't able to do back then. So it's like they're a lot more uh, right, and I think you're more well versed with it too, because as it's been as it's been updating and growing, you have been too. So yeah, you've, you've been recording music pretty much the whole time that it's been doing that. So I mean, it levels up. You learn how to use that level. It levels up. You learn, and it's just crazy the 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 quality you can get. I mean, I remember recording stuff in my high school bedroom. With uh, it was like a Tascam yep. was my had a four track Tascam yep. cassette. Well, that that's even crazier because that's a mine mine at least hooked up. It was an interface, so I could oh. plug it into the computer, but my big old desktop, and then uh, I had a little uh, uh, Q or Cubase was the program I would mix okay. with, but um, I I could never even come close. And I mean, part of it was my my ignorance to recording in general why a lot of those recordings weren't great because i'm sure there's a lot more you could do with that stuff but like hearing what you can do on an ipad now is so crazy it's just like night and day i mean 
it's it's probably Definitely. equivalent to going to a you know a studio back then you know like you can get back then for sure like 2005 like going into a high quality studio you can get almost everything you can you could have paying paying a studio you know sixty dollars an hour or whatever but you if you just buy the ipad once you can especially if you're just doing an acoustic kind of thing i mean they do have pretty good drum presets and stuff like that yeah. too i mean you can get away with a little bit of that but all you need is like a good mic and it's just crazy how much you can do yeah you have to be kind of picky with those because it's like you know well now there's like so many options so it's a little bit easier to be picky but um you know some of them are like better than others for sure uh, just kind of depends on like the sound you're going for obviously like some of the drum packs and like you know the one thing I'm not like super crazy about is uh, the bass like you can get a nice bass sound but you know some things that you can like do on an actual bass you just like can't do that on an iPad but in that same uh, well along the same line if you have a mic though you could just mic a bass amp yeah for true get, get a good sound because I've done that with one of our tracks uh, we recorded uh, our song the trilogy song we tracked it all on the iPad. So, I mean, we got, I just, you know, used this, or I think it was a different mic, but a similar mic to do the bass and got that all tracked. Uh, did a couple different takes and just let the engineer kind of, you know, and it sounds really solid. So, I mean, even though you can't necessarily get like a good internal bass sound, which you can get good effect, like good sense the add bass, but it's not going to sound like a true bass almost unless you. Have, just like the drums, it's really hard to make the drums sound like an actual drummer, uh, oh, unless, yeah, sure. unless you mic up. You know, you get your 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 t five to ten drum mics going. That's what like, I meant. Yeah, like it doesn't work for like everything you're trying to do. But like, say you were trying to do like uh, a pop song or even like a hip hop song, it's really good for that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I think that that's to an extent where where a lot of people's heads are nowadays. Anyway, I don't know. We we might be living in the Stone Age a little bit with our with our, uh, you know, our instruments. Yeah. Trying to bring rock music back, man. Well, For you sure. know. It's been a while. There, there'll always be people who love it, you know? I just, there's just more variety. I think that's kind of a crazy... People see me playing recorder these days, they're like, what is that? <laughs> that's what brings them to the show, is that recorder. <laughs> playing hot cross buns. Yeah. <laughs> really gets people moving. Yeah, yeah. I do this unique rendition of Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> Great. Not Brings good. you right back to grade you, school. You Nostalgic. Could, you could bring your uke too. Do oh, a little yeah. uke action. I would just have the whole one man band have everything <laughs> attached to you. I, oh, I've, I've seen idea. some pretty crazy iterations of that where like like there's like ropes tied to different oh, things. Yeah. Have you seen that one where the yeah, guy's so. like he's like dancing pretty much but he's playing at the same time and he's like all these different or the guy who's covered in bike horns that are different keys and he's like I don't know I've seen that squeezing his oh, yeah. arms together and stuff <laughs> to to hit all the notes. That's genius. Yeah, it's a good workout too. I imagine. Oh yeah, gotta be pretty limber. So, sure. wh where have you been playing lately? Because uh, you've had some shows recently, right? Or Yeah, we, well, we've been mostly playing uh, Stable, a lot, Night Shop. Um, what, what we've really been doing lately is we've been getting ready to, to go into the, the studio record this uh, next EP we have. Awesome. And, and where are you recording that at? Uh, we're going to be going to Tone Good Studios in Champaign. Awesome. So um, not, not too far of a drive. That's good. No, not too far. Our uh, our drummer Toads has another band called the Recombinants, um, and they they record up there. It sounded great. I'm really uh, green when it comes to going to studios. I don't know a whole hell of a lot, but uh, so I'm kind of deferring to him on this. He, he recommended there. Uh, 
think we're going in April 1st to have a full day, and then hopefully we'll have the album out in May. Nice. That's so. a that's it's pretty idealistic, uh, but that you know it's good to have goals. I uh, how many songs is it? It's only five, only okay, five songs. Okay, okay. So that seems more doable. Yeah, and that was the thing was like that's at first I was like only five, and then if you're trying to do yeah. that with that quick a turnaround, it would be hard to do like a I ten think, track. I think five six songs is kind of perfect for an EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like. Um, and it's just it's just kind of what we got ready to go right now. And you you're doing a lot of pre-production stuff, so that should smooth things out. Yeah, right yeah. And that that to me gave it was kind of like a rehearsal, like when you practice to go play a gig, you run a set. We just got in Toad's uh, home studio and just kind of went at it like we were going to be in the studio the day. Right. Live tracking, overdubs, you know, arrange some key parts, uh, vocals, just everything. So. We go in there, we kind of have an idea of what we're going to want to do. Yeah, that way no you're not clue. burning time being like, well, should this part be like this or like this? Right. Or, yeah. You know, maybe you don't even have a part for something and you just have to like totally figure, you know, that all burns so much money when you're in the studio. So And and the more you go, the more ideas you get. Like he uh, he started laying down these key parts and I'm like, oh, I like that. And then And then at one point he had like horns come in and I was like, Shit, I kind of want to do that now too. He, I think he has a horn player in Champagne. So. That's sweet. Li live horns would be pretty cool. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with all that. But if you had that for the Battle of Bands, you got you might seal the deal. Right? Oh man. Yeah. No doubt. It's no cool. doubt. Having a horn section. You know, it's hard to have a big band though. You know, I, I feel like you mostly play three piece. So. Yeah, I, I love three piece. It helps a lot. We used to be a six piece like eight years ago, and. Uh, you know, like I remember one time we got paid fifty dollars to play a gig, and I I lost the money. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> and I remember I figured it out. I lost the money, so I had to go up to everyone and be like the next day, like, "Hey guys, I lost the pay. I owe you eight dollars." <laughs> and they're like, "Don't worry about yeah, it." Yeah, eight dollars. You know, when you have those big bands, it's just hard to it's hard to maintain the 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 dynamic and, yeah. and the chemistry and the travel know. pay like all this stuff has to be a massive issue. I imagine if you got like yeah a whole horns, horn yeah. section plus you know a full band on top of that, I can't even imagine. I I worked at a at a music store a while back, and some of the people would you know they would play in these big this big band that one of the guys was kind of in charge of, and you know, a lot of the shows. Yeah, they pretty much just did it for fun. You yeah, know? yeah. That, that, that's ultimately any money they would make, they would give it to the main guy that like books the shows and arranges all the music, and you know the guy that's working the hardest. But I mean, ultimately, even for him, for them, I mean, they're making almost as much as I make uh, to play these shows, and then they have to split it, you know, twelve different ways yeah. or whatever. You know, it's that comes out to almost nothing. So it's like it's not really. I think you just have to almost have a different mentality, unless like you're in one of those upper echelon kind of groups. But yeah, where you can really ask for it. Yeah, I mean, even even sometimes the the shows we get on, it's you know, unless you, unless you're really grinding, like you're you're not gonna always be making money, or maybe it is kind of more for like the sake of being on the bill more than. There's always these these trade offs with stuff yeah, like that. There's a balance for sure. Yeah. Because we, we started getting paid like for some better gigs, but it's, of course, like longer hours, more more covers, things like that. And uh, and I always like, with us, I just think it's best just a tight hour, 
just a power hour on and off and and that doesn't always net you as much as uh like a three or four hour set. yeah yeah i mean especially you know uh, with me that's like 90 percent of what i do are those three or four hour sets but you know and i get to keep all the money since i'm doing it mostly one man band which is you know how it kind of can i can sustain myself i don't even know how, like if i was in a band like it would be so hard to to keep keep everybody happy and paid and one, one thing we do too is we just we just keep it in in the band fund for the most part um if we get like a good paying gig then maybe smart. we'll pay it out you know like if we get like 600 we'll, we'll pay out to the three of us um each a couple hundred but but we uh you know it allows us the studio the merch stuff like that the arkansas road trip which is going to be you know, we're, we just don't want to be stranded in Arkansas. <laughs> right. So, definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> we, when I, when I was with the Unput Architects and we, we, uh, we play, we, you know, five years of shows were only band fund shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we, we did that plenty. And that's how we afforded to record Design to Shine and, uh, you know, all, all the other kind of wild stuff we did, all the gear we had to do all these crazy shows and stuff. Um, was all kind of by that supplementary income there but you know at a certain point you, you want to try to get to a place where you know uh, you can make some sort of money doing it uh, Definitely. but you know where that line is I think it's different for everybody too and uh, depending on you know who, who you're working with and how easy it is to work with them and all that stuff there's a lot of factors when it comes to trying to make money in music it's kind of you know, almost laughable, I think, to some people. I mean, it's it's really not always going to be the most... Uh, it shouldn't be your immediate goal, but I think once you find your... You know, like, like don't be deterred if you don't make money or if you don't see it coming in. I think eventually you'll get there. You'll find your road to, to how you want to go about it, but mm. it's it's definitely not the Well, it's not what should bring you, you to of. the party. It's not yeah, what should yeah. bring you to the party to make money. I mean, I think that, again, I think if I said that that was the goal for me, uh, it'd be laughable. Uh, like, I want to become a musician so I can make money. Yeah, exa I exactly. Said, said exactly. no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, but you do want to at least at some point learn how to kind of, you know, support yourself. You and, need to be self-sustaining with and, that, and, you know. And it, it, it's it's hard to get there. It's very tough. And, I mean, you do end up, like you were saying, the trade-offs. The tra There's a lot of trade-offs, but it, it all depends on how you look at the trade-offs, too. Like, I, I, I love, the, like, doing Shoe Fest. That was great. Yeah. And, and I made a little bit of money, you know. It wasn't like I made nothing, but uh, it wasn't, you know, comparatively what I w might make for a different show. And, uh, you know, I... But those different shows are great for other reasons. You just have to really focus on, you know, you, you're saying like you you only like doing like a tight hour, which, uh, you know, is is great. I think. I mean, if you can get that down, that's awesome. Uh, I think that sometimes doing the longer sets for me, it makes me you know become maybe a, a little more in the moment because I'm not just playing the same set every time. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I like to also try to have a tight hour, too, you know? So it's like, you, for me, I, I, I'm always trying to be like, kind of, I can do anything that anybody needs, you know? I try to fit into any, and I think that's how I've become, you know, a little bit more sustainable, is just by, 
you know, making all the trade-offs that may, and you know, like I said, everybody's line is different, but in order to make some sort of money doing this, I think you have to, you have to have those trade-offs to an, and you have to decide where that line is, what you're willing to do when you're willing to cross it. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of how you end up and, you know, find your place to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be available professional versatile versatile i think that's the word yeah. i was looking for earlier but i agree and uh you know if if that's not your thing that's fine i mean you don't have to fit into every uh market that there is if but then you know you're you're going to end up in your the amount the amount of money you would like to make from it becomes you know a little bit smaller yeah yeah because yeah. if you can't if you can do all the things you can have all these different avenue uh, revenue streams, you know, for for the, the the festival shows or the merchandise, and then you have the um, the cover shows, and then you you know all the all you have bar shows, venue shows, all these different types of shows. If you can fit and do every one of them, then obviously your schedule becomes very full. If you're like specific, like oh, I'm only going to do original music, and I'm only going to do this amount of time, you know. That's fine and that's great. Uh, you know, you'll probably get that hour down like super tight, but the amount of money that you could potentially make probably shrinks to an extent. Oh yeah, because those those aren't always the best paying gigs for sure. A lot of time you're, you're splitting door money three ways maybe with the other bands or something, but um, it's hard to work in guarantees. I feel like yeah, with, yeah. with the original side. Starting of to get there though. That's good. good Starting good. to get there. You just got to put in the work, I think, is what it kind of boils down to with a lot of the stuff. I mean, we've all, how long have you been at? I mean, I feel like when I started, I saw the No Robot name. I mean, I definitely had Unemployed Architects, like, predates No Robot for sure. I remember being in other bands, uh, senior guys' stuff. Um, I mean, I first started, like, playing out, playing, like, music at Potbelly, like how they had the musician up there when I was 17. And I had someone recently come up to me like I remember uh, from, uh, I remember you from that. They don't, I, I don't like, think they do that anymore. I don't. I'm sure that was the first thing they got cut with COVID <laughs> right. or whatever. They're like we don't need the music because I I did it. I was getting ten dollars an hour like eighteen years ago, and I had a buddy maybe a couple years after me. He was getting fifteen an hour. So right. you didn't get to play more than once a week, but. Free yeah, sandwich, free sandwich. And, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, there you go. And like thirty bucks, a, you know, a shift. You know, like, I tried to get on over at the Pop Valley, but they they would never have me. I turned in several pre press kits, but this was probably quite a bit later than I, you know, should have got on top of it. And I do feel like once they kind of had their in town people, they kind of just stick to stuck to that. But I always thought that would be a cool like. You know, you're playing in Springfield. There's a pot belly in Springfield. You do the lunch shift. Yeah, yeah. Get, get a free lunch. Do the get the thirty bucks. Get some tips maybe, and then go go to the the night show. It's like a. It was really a good setup for like if you were trying to like be a touring musician and go to different towns and play and stuff. But I think it's cool too. Like I don't know. Like you don't see that anywhere, especially around here. Maybe somewhere in like Nashville or, or a bigger music town, they have like people in there playing all the time, but. Um, it was a great way for me to kind of like get used to playing to empty rooms or at least people with their backs turned to you eating sandwiches was a real, real good way to get used to being out there, play a song, awkward silence, you know, kind of pay your dues sort of thing so that when you play empty rooms later in life, it doesn't, 
you know, you think back to sitting in that sandwich shop, and you're like, this could always be worse. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you're playing with the band, <laughs> I, the, the, there's definitely that that even if it's an empty room, you're still jamming. You yeah. Know? Like you're still having fun. And I, I always like just pandering to the staff, like. Let's get the staff into it, you right. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Well, that's one way to get hired back if the staff likes you, I think. Definitely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, there, there's a, something different when, I'm pl- when I have those shows now, you know, and I'm playing my one-man band set. It's like, it's still fun. I mean, I still have a good time, but it's, you know, when, when you're with, with your group of whomever you're playing with and you're, you can kind of bullshit with them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you feed off of each other jo- a little Joke bit. around, it kind of lightens the lightens the atmosphere and just your lightness kind of is reflected I think sometimes in those full band type performances which you've played a little bit in in some bands right? Uh, Yeah just a couple. You you don't really like you you would prefer to play in a band from the way I understand. I mean yeah I I think I always enjoyed playing with other people just like something about bouncing something back off somebody and they're kind of doing their own thing Um, it's just more fun you know and that's, that's that. It. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, it. Well, uh, I mean, are you looking to start a group maybe here? or? Uh, it's too soon to say, honestly. Right. You know, um, I've definitely, you know, I've met a lot of cool people in the last couple of weeks. Um, like, we just met, and, uh, you know, I met Jay uh, Thomason, or Janae Thomason, sorry. And, uh, you know, she was super cool. We made some music together, and uh, I've just been kind of, you know, enjoying, like, you know, making songs right now. But, so, is your your plan to try to play these songs out, like, acoustically, or do you think you're going to try to get something together? It would be cool to, like, um, you know, like, set up, like, a couple shows in the near future, maybe, like, when the album is getting ready to come out, where it's, like, everybody's there, you know, everyone featured on the album, and performing those songs live, I think that would be super dope. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, I do think that Alex would be a good resource for yeah. how to approach that maybe better we, and we talked will. about it a little bit um how that just how that would be kind of a cool thing if we could make it happen maybe the night shop or something yeah, like yeah. That. i think I, feel, I think they're always open to having something in there especially, yeah, sure. especially if it's like gonna bring a lot of collaborative people together i think that that's you know and then maybe their groups can play a little bit too supplement the bill and uh you know you, you have four or five different Groups and then you you have your set which you bring up guests from every member of maybe the other group yeah other groups and yeah that would be really cool yeah and uh, I think I think the night shop might be kind of more open to that than some other places I don't I don't know there's really the night shop the stable original music is hard to, to find places to play unfortunately yeah and then and then coming up on uh, town and normal events that are normally right. just during the summer sort of stuff but yeah. Um, always use some more venues you know like i i uh, definitely yeah i don't know but night night shop's great with like uh getting a lot of people in there a lot of different uh kinds of music yeah they definitely it's it's really cool i think because we're kind of like a pass through on the way to you know st louis or chicago or yep. you know one yeah. of the they get a lot of cool touring kind of thursday wednesday thursday they typically do like 45 minute sets right like for original artists I oh, think yeah, it yeah. varies quite it, a bit. Yeah, I think it, it can be whatever you like, too. I know with some of the, maybe some of the acoustic sets, like I said, tonight I think I'm just doing about 30. Not really a show, but I, I uh, 
I think uh, they just uh, do whatever whatever suits the bill, you know? I think they're more concerned about people going overtime than under time. That, yeah, <laughs> that for sure. That's something I, I always, am, you know, try to be a little... Because for me, I have like a, probably 10 or 15 songs set that I usually want to get through, but, you know, we get towards the end of it, and I'm like, well, it looks like I need to cut at least four of these to kind of get to the ending as opposed to... You know, for me, and that's probably a better. It's honestly a better way to uh, is to have less. You know, and just do that mm. really for a show like that. I feel like doing a small, short, concise set and giving yourself. Because what happens to me a lot when I'm playing shows like that is I'm trying to rush to get all these songs in, and then I'm not like breaking in between. I'm not talking enough. You know, it's probably better to you know err on the side of less than more. Yeah, if you're trying it, to fit it in, you're like, you know. It's always good, too, I think, to be, like, over-prepared. And then that's what we always, our set's always a couple songs too long. By the time we get up there, I'm like, all right, what do you guys want to cut? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what are we, what are we going to, we know what we want to end on. What are we going to lose before that? You know? Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I just think, like, it's better to be on... To have more songs, but to plan for less songs, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like it's good, it's good to have a few extra just in case. Oh no, do I have enough songs? <laughs> I don't I, know. I, you're probably write a few more by the time. You, I'm sure you'll be good. Well, yeah, I'm writing one right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, pr being prepared to play them live is a different thing because sure. you have no, you know, I've hundreds been, of songs. Yeah, probably. and I I come in here like after like recording sometimes, and like I play No Place to Be front to back, and then I've been getting in the hang of like learning these songs front to back and i have like all the lyrics memorized minus like you know one or two well that one train song is about I actually i actually memorized that one all right let's hear it yeah. all right from memory uh um, where's no guitar sure. all right shucks <laughs> but uh i'm looking i'm looking forward do to, it. to that one to that one being out and stuff i, th I think that that's a really yeah interesting song well and you showed me that cap cut um you know video editing software and i ended up making this like kind of weird uh, lyric video to accompany the song and i i thought it turned out really cool um yeah. it was fun to make it's a it's a cool little and cap cut is free so i mean if you need captions on stuff it's great but it also has a lot of extra features for you know different different editing for videos and stuff so and it can export in 4k which is cool but uh definitely definitely highly recommend you know definitely I, as uh, poor musicians you know we have limited free tools uh and and i think the more you can kind of jump on learning how to use those and i, I think yeah. the better off you are ultimately definitely but uh so I was gonna talk about my shows last week in a little bit. I uh, I played at uh, Door Four Brewing in Decatur on Friday, and nice. this Saturday I was over in Davenport, Iowa at uh, Kilkenny's, which has been a regular spot for me. I uh, Friday night was was a two hour set, and uh, you know even that sometimes is weird for me, as far as like I'm used to playing longer sets. It's like I don't know what to cut. And a lot of times I don't really plan a set list. And then, like, I was really feeling the originals very strongly at the beginning, but by the end, I think I was playing quite a bit, of, qu quite a few covers and weird ones, playing lots of old Kings of Leon kind of deep cuts. But, um. Taper Jean Girl? No, I don't know that one. That oh, is a good one, though. 
a lot of good old king stuff. I really like that one you showed me. Uh, what like last fall? Um, what is that called? The one where he's like kind of screaming, and getting. Oh, into Charmer. It. Charmer. Yeah, that's a good one. I that's don't know. That that's either. a great song. Yeah, there's a lot. Have you ever listened to the old Kings of Leon? I I remember when they first came out, his but, voice okay. was so cutting that what was yeah. it called? Like four kicks or four. Four Kicks is one of the songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's Young Youth and Manhood, I think, is one of them. And then Aha, Shake a Heartbreak, I think. is. That's the name of the album, right? Yeah, I'm saying album names. Um, so those would have been the first two, I think. But uh, I think Four Kicks would have been on uh, the, the Young Youth and Manhood, I think. Whatever the first big, big studio release. Yeah, that's, I remember seeing the music video for the the title track off of that maybe and his voice was so like different compared to a lot of the videos they were showing then that uh it really stuck out to me and i was really surprised to see how much of a singer he kind of became in his later stuff because that stuff was really really rough like in a way i enjoyed it right it's very ccr that's what i compared to like it's very kind of like grungy kind of swampy rock yeah and his voice was really like cracking on on every note he was singing kind of like a real he has a really unique voice yeah but the the, if you there's a documentary out about them uh i think you can even watch on youtube talahina sky and uh you you can watch some of the stuff of when they're really young because they they were in this traveling church you know that the three brothers the other one's a cousin but um you know they would travel their their dad was a traveling preacher and uh there's videos of them singing in church where they they are singing acapella harmony that just sounds beautiful essentially so like it's it's kind of interesting that when they did the rock band his voice doesn't like even before you, you can hear he can actually sing it's just trying so to maybe almost, get away from it a little bit or yeah something it's, for it's the like rock. it's like he he liked maybe he just liked that tone more more of a, it's more of a conscious thing to make his voice sound that way than just the natural that's how his voice sounded if, if that makes sense well, i always wonder that with bob dylan you know those bob dylan songs where he sings all like really <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singing, I, I, know, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering what, what's the real Bob Dylan. That's what <laughs> right? I'm wondering. When uh, when I was living in Oklahoma, uh, Tallahena, that wasn't like too far away, and That's I was working crazy. on a farm, and there was this lady that I worked with. Sandy was her name, and she talked about how you know those guys were always over at uh, somebody she knew's. Like they had these like backyard parties, and they would just like show up and like you know play songs for everybody in the backyard. Wow. So, yeah, well, that's featured in that documentary. They talk about those right. parties and stuff. Right. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. Pre- pretty wild. Yeah, um, and, you know, they kind of got a little... Com- on the, They wanted to have some commercial success. It was pretty apparent. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, their, cha- their sound kind of changed a little bit. Yeah, it got more to that arena rock kind of yeah. sound, which, you know, I still can appreciate, but that early grungy kind of gross rock stuff is my my cup of tea for sure same here i'm all about that gross stuff (laughs) it it reminds me like modest mouse like i i wasn't the biggest modest mouse guy when they came out like float on right it was fine like i liked it all right but then when i heard like the early stuff i was like what is this it was it was way different i liked a lot more you know it's just it it was different you know more original more uh yeah you know at their core kind of what makes them different yeah definitely i always think like you know, when you're recording your music, uh, at least for me, when I'm trying to like make it sound so perfect all the time and like really getting into the 
the weeds and the details with all that stuff, it's like, you know, am I losing some of the magic? And you have a song that's kind of related to that coming out in March, right? I, I do, yeah. Well, I mean, it's related in the fact that you made a connection just now, I think. Mm. But <laughs> I don't know if it, you know, uh, anything that I say magic, you know, losing the magic, I guess, kind of is. But I, I just want, I, I guess... That's what that song's about. I mean... Well, I mean, it's about a lot of things. Yeah, I, I don't sure. know if I would say that that's... But I will say that your No Place to Be album is what kind of the rawness of it is kind of the approach I took in the recording process of that song. And so, I mean, I think it is it is related to that song in the idea that, like, I'm trying, I'm trying to be as real-sounding as I am, like if I were to play in the living room, kind of, and... Uh, so, so in that sense, yes, I, I, I agree. Uh, I don't know if the actual lyrics, you know, the magic can mean whatever you want it to in, the, in that song. I think for me it was, you know, kind of a very specific thing. And as the song, you know, kind of, uh, I played it more and more. I, I think the, the scope of what I was referring to kind of got bigger and bigger. Yeah, man. I had a, that's I had what a, makes good songs, for I sure. I had a blast just uh, when you were over there at Eclipse, mixing them with Eric, just like popping in and, you know, seeing the progress or whatever. Like, I feel like the, you know, from where the, stu the song started to where it's like ended, it has like a really nice like sound Thanks. to it. And it was uh, really cool to see Eric as always, too. Yeah, Eric's a great, such a good musician. He was doing some drums for a different song of mine. Like, I don't know. It's just fun, fun to watch him work sometimes. But um, totally. Anyhow, uh, so I was talking about the 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 Decatur show. I don't know how I got off on such a tangent there, but um, <laughs> uh, it, it was it was uh, I don't know. I guess I was saying like the two hour set thing was. It always is weird for me because I don't know if I should take a break. And if I right. take a break, where do you put that break? And then when you're playing at a bar, it's like, okay, well, people are starting to show up a little bit more so the later it gets. So it's like, with the two-hour set, it's, you know, if you're playing three or four, it's like, all right, after the first hour, I'm definitely going to take a break. And then, you know, 45, 45 probably is going to be how, how I rock the rest of it. Pretty easy. But, you know, that tends to shift a little bit depending on, you know, the crowd and how I'm feeling and stuff. And sometimes I just have such a tough time, like, taking a break at all, even on those longer sets. Like, I'll, I'll play, like, two hours straight. So I was like, you know, I was, ended up and just played the two hours straight, but that's, like, a long set to do, you know, consecutively. So that it's, like, a weird spot for a set, I feel like. I feel, yeah. I, I think, like, a lot of times... I, I mean, I, I have issues with my arms sometimes where two hours is can be kind of tough even with a break sometimes, but... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're feeling good, you just want to keep it going, and then sometimes you start hitting the wall like at an hour 30, and you're like, man, I wish I would have taken yeah, that. Yeah, because you, you, don't feel, you don't feel like taking a break in an hour 30 is right, because then when you come back, you have 20 minutes, or yeah, yeah. 15 minutes. And but, uh, yeah, at that point, it's too late, but you're, you're kind of like, damn, maybe I should have. Yeah. Do you ever get like, one, like you know? hand cramps from like oh, playing yeah. the guitar like well, that? What, what, really ha what happens to me that, that always freaks me out is um, I'll get like a I'll, my hand will claw up, and then I'll have, like, a knot in my forearm that mm -hmm. I have to, like, Massage like keep out. playing. And then, yeah, I just kind of do this. Oh, I see. And that's that's real fun. And uh, and then my hand is kind of 
screwed for the rest of the night. It gets real sore for me anymore. You get one of those real bad cramps. But mm -hmm. uh, I wonder if there's something you could get like on Amazon or somewhere. This is like a little thing that you carry around with you that would just you know rub yeah just pull out a little like one of those little muscle massagers right there. <laughs> Just something, something. I, I don't know. That that freaks me out because you know I, I, I don't want anything like that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I play nice. It's a real, real thing. I play these super long sets all the time, and like you know, if something like that happened, and I'm just by myself, I'm just kind of screwed at that point. Drum you know? solo, just <laughs> <laughs> foot, foot drum solo. You know, the best kind of drum solo. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of preventive stuff you can do, and and if you if you take care of yourself, you know, you, you kind of. Try to be healthy a little bit, hydrated. That, that shouldn't happen. Sometimes I, I kind of walk that line a little bit where I'm, I'm maybe not in the best uh, shape to be, to be doing that. But I mean, I, I definitely try to, you know, I'm always drinking water. I think that's a, that's a definite, it's a big part of it. A, being a singer, you know, you, your voice, you know, it sounds kind of gross, but it, it is an instrument. You know, you gotta, you gotta take care of it. You yeah, do, for sure. You do. You want to stay hydrated up there. You want to stretch. You want to. You want to warm up if you can, you know, and that that all just help your playing too. But it'll help prevent a lot of that that sort of injury and stuff you can get. Because I, w I went to a doctor, he said it was tendonitis, and then he said it wasn't, and uh, and then he was saying it was repetitive strain, which is something like a lot of you know anyone gets if you're gonna if you're a pitcher and you and you throw baseballs for over and over again for decades, like your arm's gonna get strained doing that. If you play guitar for a long time, it's gonna. It's gonna happen, but you can do things to take care of that, and mm -hmm. that's something I don't think. I certainly didn't think about at all because I just played and played and played. Play all day, all yeah. day, all day, and then eventually you might hit that wall, you know. But but uh, you can always do little things, easy little things every day to take care of it. I wish I would have known a little bit more about back back in my youth. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago, right? <laughs> Wasn't that long ago. An old that. man. Yeah. Sometimes I feel that. Sometimes I feel that. How's it 2023 already? And then Wolf over here, baby Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the young one here. You're you're the one that's the 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 youth that that you bring to the table. Well, here. that all changes in July because I'll be 30. Uh oh. Uh -oh. It's gonna overtake us. I'll yeah. be 30 this year. God. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I I don't feel like makes me feel even older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, makes, I don't, makes me depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean I don't think I I just don't get too bogged down with you know I I I, th I think of my age as my accomplishments. You know you know it's like I I that's more the thing I focus on. I don't really get too bogged down by the number, but you know I. I don't. I think anybody that wants to be a musician, you know, probably would think that they would have be somewhere else when they were 34 than where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, a lot of people don't stick with. I mean, like we were saying earlier, there's not always a lot of money in it. You know, you don't always get recognition. Like, yeah, you but you, but like you were saying, you can't be if that's the reason you're that brought you to the show. You know, then you're not there for the right reason to begin with. You exactly. Know? So st staying with that long, I think I don't. I mean, even even people who still play, they'll take years off, and I just think it really. How can you take years off? I I don't know. That's I impossible. I don't play guitar every day, maybe, but but yeah. I know people who are like, oh, I haven't played guitar in three months. And I was like. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, that, don't, that's not even an option. What do you do with your hands? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I, I don't even. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to comprehend that when people say they're musicians, but they, you know, I just, I just 
You know, I, even just like I, I used to have a buddy who would be like, "Ah, uh, I'm quitting guitar." Be like, "Okay," like that's just a weird thing to say. Like, I mean, if you can play, why wouldn't you just do it sometimes? Well, like, why does it have to be an all in? Or I can almost relate because like there have been times where I'm like, "Okay, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna take a break." Like, you know, a what? break like, is different. I can't do. And this. how long of a break do you well, end up taking? Well, my point is that like I feel like when you're you know a musician like that passionate about like you know making music and playing music like I feel like just taking a break like I mean what are you doing like you, yeah. You know, because I mean it is guess, a little bit of a lifestyle too in a yeah. way you know when when my arm when I first got like. Like, I didn't have any arm issues for a long time, and I remember we were playing EMAC Fest, uh, and and I just had something happen, like, I had the worst cramp of all time, the, the sound guy thought I got, like, electrocuted, because the way I, like, threw my arm off and stuff, and it hurt all day, and ever since that, hasn't totally been the same, and I remember it was real bad at first, I was thinking about quitting, I was like, well, you know, like, almost 30, my arm doesn't work anymore, maybe I should get a job, and I said, screw that. <laughs> I'm gonna use this shitty arm. I'm yeah. gonna keep making music. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, take yeah. that life. Yeah. I. I mean, it's mm. it's almost a compulsion. I. I don't. Mm. I don't know if I could really ever stop. Yeah. Just like uh, for me, it's just like I don't care about anything else. Like it's hard for me to focus on other like aspects of my life and because I'm get, so into the music. Like you I get just so deep into the the actual just creating part. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, is fun to watch. I mean, I I, 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 ha, I have that passion when I'm, like, writing a song, maybe. Yeah. But all the other stuff, besides performing the song, <laughs> like, that's, you know. For me, like, just my method is just, like, being in the present moment. And, like, you know, I'll, like, I'll say, like, I'm not going to write any more songs. But then one day I wake up and I feel a certain way. And it's just, like, if that's the healthiest thing I can think of to do right. is to write a song. And it seems to sort of just bleed out of you to an extent. Which uh, you know, I, I I wish I had that problem. It's like a it's like a journal <laughs> entry for me. Like right. I try to put all you know everything into it, but but I don't know. it's like the more the longer I've done it, it's like you know there's there's so much of the bureaucratic stuff you have to be on top of. You know, yeah. oh, for sure. Like you can't you like I want to just sit and write songs and learn songs all day a lot of the time, but really I you know I end up playing. To be fair, I don't have a lot going on right now. Right, so. but I mean, you know, but again, that's partially why I'm jealous, you know. I, I don't just get to play for fun as much as I used to. I still do, don't get me wrong. There are, t there are nights where I'm like, you know, screw my practice regimen, I'm just going to play what I want to play. But, you know, I don't get as much of that as, you know, maybe I would like because it's like i got to maintain a three, four-hour set. I'm always, I always got to gotta keep practicing because if I... I just feel like if I let it, you know, I I went through a phase for a while when I first started kind of playing out. Like, I mean, maybe this was just a leftover mentality from high school, but we'd get together like once a week, we'd practice, and then we'd have a show, you know, once every few months. And then like, so when when I got out of high school and I started, you know, kind of playing out again, uh, which you know, there's probably a six month break where I you. Know, just kind of getting used to college and not really knowing what my even avenues were for playing uh where you know i, I wouldn't really practice a whole lot it'd still be kind of the same there's there's an hour of practice and then go out to play a show then i started doing the open mics where it's like three open mics a week which that that was pretty you know intense as far as that was probably the most practicing i'd done because then i'd practice a little bit for the open mics and then have the three you know 15 minute slots or 20 minute slots a week and then uh we'd start to get real shows but then i still had that kind of high school mentality where i was like 
you know, we'll practice once or twice a week. We'll play the show every couple weeks, you know, getting that routine. And uh, af after Blair left for a little while, because uh, he came back and quit and came back a couple times. Um, but uh, I, I, I'd still be kind of in that same mentality, and I would always blame something else for being the problem, you know? Like, oh, the sound system was bad. All of the, you know, maybe maybe the, the, the dr my drummer was late, or, you know, there's always some excuse. But really what it boils down to a lot of times, I think, is... You know the practice. You got you got you got to show up for practice. Once I started getting like on a specific regimen every week, it really just took took my playing to a whole different level. You know, and just how to you know half of playing live, I feel like, is just knowing how to how to uh, adapt to the the weird situations yep. you find you find 100%. yourself in. Because it, it wouldn't be a show if something didn't go wrong. Something's always going to go wrong, and and everything's gonna sound different, and you and you can't worry about the things you can't control. Like, I always just want to show up, give good energy, and you know, like at that point, you've already prepared as much Hopefully. as you can. Yeah. You just gotta like, kind of let it ride and do what you can do. And, and that's why, yeah, that prep that preparation is is really important because you put in the work before the show, and then the show is just. What it is, it's a roller coaster yeah. a lot of the time. But you I do think hang on. I, exactly. I do think that there is something to be said though about you know you, there like you said there's a lot of things that you can't control that you just need to let go. But you shouldn't just give up everything. You know, if no, there, no. If there are things that you can change to make the set better in the middle of the set, you don't just I don't. And that's another thing that's hard to really process in real time yeah you know yeah. To, because a lot of times when I, I do my own sound and stuff and i like i have to think the whole time like if if a song sounds off or i feel a little off it's, i i'm constantly asking myself why why yeah, do yeah. i feel off? what do i got to adjust yeah the are there are there things are there things that i can turn up are there things i can turn down am i trying to do too much am i just not focused like there's so many X factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some you, you you should just roll with, like you're saying, especially those multi-band bills where you're playing 30, 40, maybe an hour. You know, you're you're really just plug and play, and you're just like praying. You know, oh, and some, sometimes you're going through the motions. You're like, and not like you're, you're giving the energy you're playing, but you're like sometimes you're like I can't hear myself. I'm just gonna trust this is coming out of front of house good. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't hear it up here. And yeah. a lot of times, you know, it, it will like if if you just kind of. Like, if you at least know where you're supposed to be, kind of what you're supposed to be doing, you might not feel dialed in, but you can still, like, give. Because when you practice that much, when you really put in the time over weeks, months, years, um, you, even when you have an off day, it's not going to be that bad just because of From an audience the, perspective. Yeah, well, yeah, from an audience perspective. Because you're always going to be gonna your You're going to beat own, yourself up, yeah. Yeah, you're always going to be your... Which is good to have that, but... Um, but it can, you know, it's nice sometimes you get off and you and you know you didn't maybe do the best you could have and you know that maybe they don't know everything either, but it still went over well, you know. And sometimes you can just take that as a W and 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 hope for a little better time the next time. But yeah, exactly. But it's, it, it's, it's a lot of rolling with what's whatever happens happens, and uh, you know, I I, th I think with the shorter sets. You pretty much like you're saying, just kind of hold on tight and you know, just just 
get through it some of the time. Sometimes it's going to turn out awesome because everything just line, it lines up. But, I mean, how, how many... Th th this is a question that uh, I'm interested to hear your take on. Uh, how, how many good to bad shows do you... Not audience, I'm saying. Like, your, your own... Do you, like... For me, I, I would say about one in every three shows for me is like amazing. And then those other two are somewhere between not amazing and amazing. <laughs> like, well, what, what's your ratio? I'd, I'd say it, I mean, it, it's probably got to be something close to that because, um, so, you know, there's, there's all my personal dynamic, there's the band dynamic. Like, sometimes sometimes I'll have a bad day with my arm, and I am just know it's going to be rough getting through that. Maybe I didn't hit exactly everything as I want, but I'm getting carried by, my, by the rest of my band, and, and that can get through. And so I feel a little personally, oh, that wasn't my best, but we still did a good show. Um, well, and that's another thing I like to, I, I, I do bring up, I feel like, a lot, is, um, you know, even if you're on your best game, for a band, everybody, for it to be like 100% what you want it to be, you know, yeah, yeah. everybody's got to be having their best set, you know, at yeah, the same sure. time, which I think to line up is, is a little bit tougher. Now, what you're saying is, you know, that sometimes that carries you through. If you have two out of the three that are really holding it down, you know, maybe it brings your worst show up up a little bit you know as opposed to what i would what i was kind of saying is almost the opposite is it's hard to keep everybody in that same kind of mental uh like ready to rock state and ready to you know give it their all for you know because there's a lot of things that come up when and like we were saying earlier there's a million things that are going to go wrong yeah uh, yeah throughout always throughout always count on it yeah. i think too though it's it could be a little bit of a hot streak thing too like sometimes it's just the the energy of a show or something carries you through like um i mean we played uh we played the the backwoods show in in november that that went great we won that which i didn't think we were going to even that that's a good example of that right there too we played that you know it's about 20 25 minutes set five songs and i there's another band from peoria that i was i just figured they were gonna win because they i've i've been seeing them for a while they were they're really good, and uh, I don't know. I just, I just didn't, you know. I wasn't. I, I don't know. You take on something like that sometimes. I was, I was kind of cynical about it. I was trying to be. I'm trying to be less cynical, but I was like, it wasn't until the day of. I was like, you know, we could actually win this thing. Maybe nice. I should start approaching it that way. <clears throat> um, but you know, we played and, and we played that uh, set, and I didn't think it was our best. You know, I was like, ah, there's this here, this there. It was kind of whatever, and and we ended up winning. And then the next set. Uh, we played, uh, or the next show we played was Shinzon and Formidable Foe, and because it was just like all the homies, it just the energy of that just it was it was an awesome set. We didn't stop playing once. We just powered right through an hour. It's great. Um, played Night Shop two hours went great. So I mean, I don't know. It's it's really weird, but I think um, I think the best shows are just. Being prepared, going up there and not giving a fuck, bringing good energy, and just just throwing down, just letting it all out there. Mm. You know, it, it kind of helps me get rid of get rid of my nerves if I just kind of like a lot of times we'll write a set and then we'll just go up there and just kind of throw it away and be like, what do you guys want to play? Yeah, well, that's you know? how I kind of do every show. It's hard for me to really like nail down the songs that because you know I play one song and I use that for a reference. Oh, did they like that song? Yeah, right, yeah. maybe they'll like this song. 
you know, and I kind of follow that kind of line of thinking. And sometimes it leads me to really weird places where I'm doing, like I said, this last Friday, I was doing a lot of old King songs because I knew that somebody there was a King's fan and he, he dug, you know, the first one I did. So I was just like, all right, well, I'll do two more in a row. Like, I won't even stop. I'll just kind of do transition one to the next to the next. And then I'm sure everybody in the uh, everybody else in the room was like, what is going on? But, um, you know, so, like, I don't really, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to, to really nail down. And that's why the, the short sets are always so hard for me, I feel like, is it's just, uh, you know, you're, 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 I feel like in a box almost if I and even playing with a band I've talked about this with some other people uh is is you know I, I have I have a couple people I play with here and there and when they show up uh if they're like an instrumentalist you know it limits the amount of songs I can play substantially yeah, so yeah. It, it's weird because then I'll have somebody come up and request a song and it's like well I can play that song but he can't you know or so it's like eh, I could do it on a break I guess or you know it's just kind of a weird weird dynamic doing short sets or doing band sets I, I, I think you know the longer you're with the group obviously the longer you're with musicians the more material you have together probably makes that easier but I just haven't been with anybody since since my main band, you know that that uh, the unemployed architects that uh, you know have that same chemistry and that same kind of you know catalog. I mean, we we would be able to do five or six hours no problem back then um, between Blair and I. But uh, now it's just hard to. I don't even know where where I'm going with it, but you you get what I'm saying. Oh like, yeah, I mean sets, I mean the two hour sets we play, we we end up having to like start just kind of. We did start pulling out covers more, and that kind of got me at least writing more songs or presenting more stuff. So um, it it certainly like I've been really proud about this last uh, half year. We've gotten really good at just calling stuff out on stage. Like I used to want to be really prepared going in, know exactly what we're gonna do, but anymore it's like. We don't, we don't do a lot of banter in between songs, so we'll just kind of let a note hang or something, and I'll just kind of walk up, be like, someone will either call out a song or I'll call it out, and then we'll start playing it and kind of get really good on stage communication, That's which sweet. has been yeah, that never a strong suit of mine. That chemistry that you build over time is like irreplaceable. Like, yeah. try, try, thinking of trying to get that back with another group of people is like so hard to wrap my head around because you know, it takes so long. I mean, that's years and years and years of cultivation. And also, too, I, I gotta say, too, like, like we haven't even been practicing regularly anymore. I, I just feel like we, we had Toads join this year, and he brings so much to the group as far as his knowledge of music production and, and you know, just theory. He's He plays all different instruments, but uh, he really has helped kind of anchor a lot of that for us up on stage like i think we just have this confidence where we don't we put in the amount of work we need to at practice and everyone comes prepared and we we're able to do these things because everyone is seasoned enough maybe not together yet but when we come together we still get it done like um part of the reason i'm able to play in brandon cattle some of these other bands of zd is because I 
none of these bands practice every week, but when we get together, you know, we still schedule our time. Very well focused enough. practice. Very focused practices. Very like serious people who've been for, playing a and long very time, good and musicians a lot of the time. So I mean, that obviously helps. I I think some of the groups I'm uh, well, just you know, I I think that you know maybe we weren't the best musicians, but. We practiced a lot. You well, know? and that's so, what you got to do. I mean, well, we used one, to practice every week, and then it, we kind of moved to this place where we kind of don't. Yeah, yeah. And you, you've been doing a lot more, I mean, especially pandemic-wise. I mean, I, I remember you started playing a lot more kind of solo acoustic type stuff, oh, yeah. which was interesting because I had never really seen that side of you. But um, I lived alone, and I was trying not to lose my mind because yeah. we were all locked down for two months. It was my only window to the world. Yeah, it was a weird time for sure. People were like, yeah, man, that, that kind of got me through. I was like, that got me through every day because yeah. I, I didn't know what else to do. I was like, what songs am I going to play tomorrow? Right. And you know? uh, so, so playing acoustic. Now you got an acoustic show tonight. Was that something that just pretty much started in the pandemic, or is that? Oh no, uh, going back to Pop Belly. Um, oh right, that, that was kind right. of. Uh, and I mean, it's funny though. It's two different gears though. I get so used to to the band thing now that it, it is like almost new to me again. Like I have um, I have enough songs that I could probably do this thirty minute couple covers, but uh, it's. It's gonna be really. I'm gonna feel like really green going in there today, and I don't even know how I'm gonna hook up my guitar or anything. And <laughs> it, it'll be different, but it it I, it's definitely a different mode for me than than the electric guitar playing and everything else. It's a whole nother list of songs, a whole nother just one kind of my one man band. Well, thing that, yeah, of. that's your that's the versatility that we were talking about earlier. Is being able to kind of do both. I think is is. Uh, crucial part of kind of trying to to be successful in this kind of realm of I don't know if you I don't really want to call it business because it's you know it feels wrong to call music business but there is a certain element of it that is business and I think the, the best way to like capitalize that way is to be very versatile but anyway I think I think think we covered a lot of stuff what do you guys think yeah definitely absolutely all right so <laughs> So let's uh, let's talk no robot stuff. How can people find you? Uh, anywhere you stream music, uh, we got it up there. And it's just no robot, all one word. All one word, no robot. And uh, anywhere you stream music, you got a website or anything like that, or just uh, follow we, on Facebook, and Facebook, Instagram. Bandcamp, Instagram, Spotify. Um, and then also, I have another band called Astrosurf. A S T R O S E R F. Also, all one word. Uh, we got a couple songs out. YouTube, uh, Spotify, and that Brandon Cattle album coming out tomorrow. Music video on the way. Also, Facebook, uh, Spotify. All you know, everywhere. Just look up all those things. Sweet. I'll put some links in the description as well. That, yeah, that'd be great. And then woof. Uh, I have a recent album, No Place to Be, on Spotify and everywhere else you stream music. And I'm currently working on my new album, which should be out sometime probably this spring. And it's awesome to look forward to. It's always good to have something, you know, coming up that you're excited about. Uh, and then he's going to play some shows probably too. Probably with, 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 with these new songs, which will be great. And then, uh, yeah, you can just search the Unemployed Architects or Ty John Charlie anywhere you stream. Got a new single coming out March 10th. So I think that is uh, about it. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming so much, on man. anytime. It's always good to have people to kind of talk shop with. So I enjoy it. So all right. I think that's it.